Hello, um, welcome to another episode of Open the Book. Um, my name is Jonathan Campbell. Um, Richard has asked me to do this sort of outreach with him, and I'm very happy to be here. Um, first time doing podcasts and stuff, so hopefully, uh, no background noise, or whatnot. Um, today we're going to be going over First uh, Peter chapter two, verses thirteen to twenty-five, and. Uh, for those of you who haven't joined with us before, um, Open the Book is an online platform that has been created for teenagers where we open the Bible, teach the Bible, and then uh, apply the Bible to our lives. So anyone who's returning, I hope you've enjoyed the episode so far. And yeah, we're just going to continue our series in First Peter. Um, so I'm just going to pray now before we... Uh, open the text so dear lord we just thank you for another opportunity to listen to and learn from your word and we'd also just like to thank you for the technology that's currently allowing us to listen to this when ever date time that you know we're listening lord we thank you that we're able to do this at any time thanks to you and um, we'd also like to thank you for giving us your word lord so that we're able to uh, study and learn more about you um, we pray for understanding as we read your word and i just pray that you will speak through me as we open the text lord amen so as i said we are going through first peter chapter 2 verses 13 to 25 and i'm going to be reading it from the niv version so starting at verse 13 submit yourselves for the lord's sake to every human authority whether to the emperor as the supreme authority or to governors who are sent by him to punish those who do wrong and to commend those who do right. For it is God's will that by doing good you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish people. Live as free people, but do not use your freedom as a cover-up for evil. Live as God's slaves. Show proper respect to everyone. Love the family believers. Fear God honor the emperor slaves in reverent fear of god submit yourselves to your masters not only to those who are good and considerate but also to those who are harsh for it is commendable if someone bears up under the pain of unjust suffering because they are conscious of god but how is it to your credit if you receive a beating for doing wrong and endure it but if you suffer for doing good and you endure it this is commendable before God. To this you were called, because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example, that you should follow in his steps. He committed no sin, and no deceit was found in his mouth. When they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to, he, to whom judges justly. He, har he himself bore our sins, in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness by his wounds you've been healed for you were like sheep going astray but now you've returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls so and um, the title of today's episode is following in his steps and through the passage we're going to explain how we are as christians supposed to um use Jesus's life and this is as an example and how we're supposed to follow in what Peter is discussing. 
So the big question is, how do we follow in Jesus' example? And what is Peter talking about in these verses? And essentially, at the main heart of this passage, Peter's trying to explain to us as Christians how we have a responsibility to uh, authority. Um, and again, another question to ask is, where does this authority come from? And Peter uh, uses examples from the world to explain to us what um, the real authority that we submit to as Christians is God's ultimate authority. And Peter then starts to talk about Jesus's life because Jesus fo perfectly followed God's authority and we are called to try as best as we are able to to follow in this. So um, verses 13 to 17, uh, Peter is really instructing us as Christians on how we are to behave in regards to where we are living, the laws of the land, and how we are to, to submit to human authority of governments. And submit is a, quite a strong word that Peter's using. It's not just to simply obey what we're being told. It's to approve of and respect this authority that we're underneath. So this can be something that can be quite difficult for us as Christians to do um, in today's society as many of the laws that our countries put up against us are not very Christian and go against what God says that we should be doing. So it's in the essence of we are to follow these laws to the point where it would go against God's way. And, you know, we get this perfect example of, you know, Jesus following the laws of the Lamb, but also his main person, well, not main person, but his main authority came from God. And when we follow God's commands, which we have been given here, we honor God. So therefore, if we are to disobey the laws of the land that do line up with God's will for us, then we are actually dishonouring God. And as I was talking to the, about there, you know, sometimes this uh, obedience and submission to these laws can be very difficult, but God has called us to humble ourselves to this and submit to them because even Peter's talking about to Caesar like a lot of Christians at the time you know being oppressed by the Romans and today the church is still very oppressed but we are being called to submit to the governments that are actively pursuing and allowing this and God has called us to submit to this authority of the land, but at the same time, our main ultimate goal is submitting ourselves to God's authority. So, yeah, it can be quite a difficult thing to wrap our heads around because in one sense we're being told to submit and do 
with our countries telling us if that's what the sense we're looking at but at the same time the main person we are looking to follow and submit is god and then verses 18 to 21 decide to take us in a bit of a different direction um Peter starts telling us that we are slaves and how we are to live lives of servitude. And in today's society, the term slave doesn't have, have very good uh, connotations. And nobody really wants to be told to submit themselves to a master like a slave. And... <clears throat> As such, it's not the sort of slavery that people's heads jump to straight away. And even the biblical examples of slavery are slightly more um, caring as such. There's more of a respectful relationship. And this is the kind of slave to master relationship that we're being called to have it's one where the slave respects his master and his master is whoever is above us be that in a job you know our bosses or say we volunteer at a youth program at our church and it's our you know our our youth leader um it's this relationship of I am underneath you and I'm submitting myself to you in a respectful way because you have been given authority over me. And Peter highlights here that, you know, sometimes this is not going to be a two-way system. Uh, sometimes our masters are not kind. Sometimes they are cruel or the complete opposite is, you know, we have a master who treats us as good as, you know, his own family. But um, the point that Peter's really trying to make is that when we submit ourselves, it's, you know, when we are submitting to this master, if we are doing this in an honourable way and we are submitting ourselves to servitude, it's pleasing to God because, you know, if you... And if we are suffering in this relationship, it's pleasing to God because if we continue to submit for doing, continue to submit while doing good, we are pleasing God because we are continuing to follow his commands even when it does get tough. So again it's this whole element of we are called to submit ourselves and while we are talking about these masters you know we are to be serving our overarching our one true master which is god so by continuing to serve our lower masters we are pleasing our master the head of everything and, you know, we don't exactly want to refer to ourselves as slaves of God, but we are called to have this relationship where we do serve God. But in serving these other masters, we are serving God because where we are called to 
follow God's ways. And if we're doing that, we're following God. But this has called us to follow the orders of someone else. And, you know, slave to master uh, relationships, you know, they only become well-working, good-functioning when, you know, we as the slave respect the master and desire to do his orders or follow in what he's asking. And this is why if, you know, we are calling ourselves Christians and we are servants of God and that requires us to serve, obviously, God and to follow his commands. And then... Verses 22 to 25, you know, Peter ties everything together, you know, he talked us, talks us through the perfect example of Jesus, you know, Jesus followed the law of the land, he followed his masters, but also Jesus submitted himself to them and served as we are being called, and you know, Jesus lived his whole life submitting to God and God's law, and Jesus committed no sin. But he also was equally submitting to the authority that he was called to. And, you know, even when he was suffering during his servitude, he was being mocked, he was being beaten, he still committed, continued to submit himself. And even, you know, when Jesus was getting tried by Pilate, you know, he perfectly submits himself to this authority whilst also submitting to the perfect authority of God. Um, as we said, obviously, Jesus has lived this perfect life and all his actions were righteous and everything he has said was is perfect. But when he has faced these criticisms, he doesn't retaliate, um, you know, Jesus continued to submit himself to the ways of God and even this path of suffering that God has entrusted to him. And we are not called to carry a literal cross in sense, but we are called to carry Jesus's cross. So whilst we may think we are suffering, we will never suffer in the sense of what Jesus did for us, but also we have to look at Jesus' example of how he retaliated in this suffering. And even if we are to suffer under our masters, you know, Jesus doesn't retaliate. He continues to submit himself and follow what the task that God has given him, as we are called ourselves. And, you know, it just raises this question of if Jesus, who knew he was destined to die on the cross can continue to submit and trust in God for God's plan how much more can we continue to trust and submit to God when you know we're not getting we're not being called to carry this cross and this burden um our burden has essentially already been <clears throat> taken away and covered by Jesus's death on the cross paying for our sin so this submission to God is only for our benefit. Not only do we obviously have the forgiveness of sins, but we get to serve the God who has saved us and 
made us and has done everything for us. And when we continue to submit to God, it allows us to be guided by him. And, you know, God will work through our lives. And, you know, how can we expect God to help us and work with us and guide us if we're working against him? And, you know, through this relationship of servant master and our submission to God, we can build this relationship back up with him because Jesus' death on the cross was our way of being reconnected with God. So let's take this opportunity to build this relationship with him. And yeah, so um, uh, Peter has shown us in this um and hopefully I have been able to explain this well, uh, how we are supposed to submit ourselves to our authorities, um, how we are called to a life of servitude, whether that be to our masters or to God. But he's also shown us the, a perfect example of how we should be trying to fulfill all these tasks. And yeah, um, it's... It's a learning curve for everyone, you know, we don't all start off being perfect and able to do this, but through God's help, we are able to better ourselves in submitting and following authority. And yeah, so I would just like to finish off with a prayer and two questions. So I'm going to pray here. Um, Dear Lord, uh, thank you for leaving us with your word to study and learn about you lord and thank you for sending your son jesus to die for our sins but also for leaving us the perfect example of how we are supposed to live our lives um i pray that as we've been listening to your word being read and explained that you've touched our hearts lord and we pray that you will help us out this teaching to our lives Amen. So I'm just going to leave you with two questions. And the two questions are, what things make it difficult for you to submit to your masters? And then why do you think God wants us to have the humility of a servant or a slave?